What up, homies? Welcome to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show. I got the homie David Troy back in the betting lab with me, and we're going to break down some of this Friday, January 20th NBA slate. There is nine games on the docket. I have best bets in three of them. I'm going to pick David's brain about each of those bets and get his thoughts on some of these games. Um, We're going to go kind of in a loosey-goosey format. I mean, I kind of have what I want to play, but I'm also open to being talked into some plays by David, one of the sharper NBA guys that I know. David, thanks for hopping on. Double double duty, back-to-back. That's right. Did some NFL yesterday. Now we're back to NBA, which, I mean, I love talking about the NBA. I could sit here and do it for hours. So um, happy to be here, as always, man. I appreciate you even giving me a chance on these things. Yeah, I didn't know what you were going to say. I didn't know if you were going to do NBA load management and just say now on the back-to-back. <laughs> I got you two straight days, two different sports. It was questionable. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were you were listed on the injury report, the non-COVID <laughs> illness. And that's, yeah. that's usually trending towards a, a DNP, but... We uh, yeah. got you back here, and I'm excited. I uh, love talking hoops with you. love talking gambling with you. I had a massive bounce-back day Wednesday. Of course, you connected with me yesterday for the NFL podcast, so I, I put the NBA hoops at lunch show on a one-day hiatus. Went 0-3 Tuesday after a 2-1 Monday. Was down in the dumps about it. I rallied back, though, with a nice 3-0 and Wednesday. I hit the Thunder minus three and a half over Indiana. That was a rocking chair cover. Thunder won 126-106. They got up double digits early. There was really no sweat in that one. Um, Another rocking chair cover with the Miami Heat minus three and a half against the New Orleans Pelicans. Same scenario as Thunder Pacers. Miami got up huge early and just coasted to a victory 124-98. And then I I cashed with the Kings minus two at the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, They won 116 to 111. We got the worst of that number. It closed at the Kings plus two and a half when I gave out the Kings play at minus two. Sabonis was not on the injury report. And he got added as questionable the non-COVID illness. And we all know how that goes and how it went. Um, and truth be told, I think it got real sweaty. If you, if you followed me with the Kings Lakers, I'm saying, I think because, uh, I was playing basketball actually at the time. I wasn't even watching the game. So (laughs) I just, I, uh, after basketball, I I looked at my uh, Yahoo sports app and saw that we won. Um, and then I saw the highlights and saw how it got there. So we got a little lucky, but we deserved it after a, a terrible Tuesday. Um, I've won my first two weeks, or I've I've been in the in the um, I, I've had a winning record in my first two weeks of the NBA Hoops at Lunch show, three five and four this week, eighteen and fourteen since starting the podcast. Hopefully, I can make it a third straight week. Um, but let's get into the slate a little bit here. I am hitting the first game on the uh, on the schedule, the seven p.m. Eastern Standard tip off between the Pelicans at the Orlando Magic. The uh I'm hitting the total. It's over two twenty eight and a half. I'm going over the total. I think it's kinda high because in a deceptive way, because there's no Zion and Brandon William uh Brandon um Ingram again. So I feel like 
you know, most people are going to look at that and be like, that's a high number. And the Magic are terrible offensively for the most part. They very, like Gary Harris being back in the starting lineup is like, I don't know, one of the few guards they actually have on their roster. <laughs> They're a bunch of bigs. Um, but I, I, I like the over for, for a bunch of reasons here. Um, mostly stylistically, um, but the trend supported as well. Um, both teams, three point defense are, are very, very misleading. So new Orleans is first in three point defensive percentage. Orlando's third, except Orlando allows the second most wide open three pointers. And new Orleans is 24th and three point attempt rate. Uh, wide open three point attempt rate allowed. So, pretty much both of them just get lucky. Like, like they're just you know they're just fortunate thus far. So, at the bare minimum, they're both going to get wide open looks from three in this game. You know, if they if they don't make them, well then my bet loses, right? But that's 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 what we're literally gambling on. They both attack the rim at a pretty high rate. And I thought this was surprising, at least at least on Orlando's end. Um, Orlando's 28th in defensive field goal percentage at the rim, according to cleaningtheglass.com. New Orleans is dead last. It makes sense because Valanciunas isn't that good of a yeah. defensive big, you know, and, and, and Zion. That's not what he's out there for, that's for sure. Right, and Zion doesn't add much rim protection either, um, as awesome mm-hmm. as he is. Um, so... So between wide open looks and not a lot of resistance at the rim, I don't know. This two twenty eight and a half feels like a decent number. It opened at two twenty six, got steamed up to two uh, two twenty eight and a half, and that's not that's not public money. <laughs> yeah. The public isn't betting an over in a Pelicans Magic game on a Friday before the NFL divisional round. That's definitely not yeah. happening, right? So Yeah, that's true. It's sharp money. I, I you know, I think we'll we'll see if it cashes or not. Again, the location based trends favor the over. I'm not gonna really get into them, but um I'm going over two twenty eight and a half. What are, what are your thoughts on that look? Um so on that look in particular, I think you're probably about right. It looks like the referee, the uh, crew chief to Mark Davis. He is his um, total points per game on average is two twenty six and a half. So you're right around where it should be. Um, <clears throat> and I always think that you know if you're going to look into totals, you got to at least consider who's who's refing some of these things. Um, so you know the other guy, Tyler Ford, he's on there. He uh, when he's a crew member, two twenty eight and a half, which is the number you're looking at right there. And then uh, the last one is, I, I don't know exactly how to say his name, but Musa Dagher, I believe. Um, he's at 228. So, I mean, you're talking about a team that's right on the number. I have a little hesitation because I was originally on this as well, but I have since kind of backed off only because the Magic haven't played in four days, five days, something like that. They haven't played since uh, January 15th. And now they're coming home. And if Franz, Wa- Franz Wagner is not there, I I don't know how I can get involved in the total. I mean, he's he's their best offensive player, even with Banchero. Um, he's probably their best player overall, to be honest with you. Uh, right now, at least, Banchero will be better and probably has a better ceiling and everything. But uh, Franz is good, man. And yeah. to me, I'm looking more at playing the Pelicans outright to win this one. Um, and maybe maybe I look towards the first half or first quarter or something like that, just because I think when you when you have that much rest, you turn you, you tend to come out rusty instead of hot. 
So that's the only concern I had with the total. I, I didn't want to get caught in one of those situations. What I would kind of look for here is maybe a live in-game play where um, I start watching the game, seeing how it goes at the beginning, and if I can get the same total or a little bit lower, then I take the over because I do think Orlando will heat up a little bit in the second half or something. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I'm a little worried about the Pelicans taking their side too just because it is basically C.J. McCollum and then a bunch of nobodies. Um, and Orlando's not been really a pushover this season. So mm-hmm. um, the, the Pelicans, to win the game, was my first initial play. Um, now, I don't, I don't know if I'm actually going to get there yet or not. I, I wait a lot for injury reports and a bunch of other stuff to come out before I do anything. Um, I haven't even heard if Wagner was at uh, shoot-around today, but that's the way that I was looking at this game personally. Gotcha. Yeah. Something you said, uh, I, I looked up, um, the Orlando magic are two and O to the over with four mm-hmm. days of rest. Um, yep. and new Orleans is 10 and four to the over when playing with a rest disadvantage. Um, also I don't know how sticky of, of trends this is, or if this is just a noisy stat, they have a combined 26 and 12 over under record when playing out of conference. I, I kind of think it's two teams unfamiliar with each other, right? And I guess they their defenses struggle, or maybe their offenses do really well. Same difference in this case, betting the over. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't know how sticky that is, but it, it definitely doesn't hurt if you got the over looking at something like that. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't advise anybody to play the under. Um, I just am even my, my own personal thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, but given the, just how limited some of the, the, I don't know, the offensive players are in this game, if it went well under the total, I would not be surprised. So, yeah, but again, I, like, I think like I had a lot of like discomfort adding this to my card. And then when I kind of reset and thought about it, it's like, that's how sports gambling is supposed to be. Like, those are usually the best bets of the one that is like, ah, should I make it? So I'm going to go forward. I'll take the 228 and a half over in the Pelicans magic. Uh, Moving along to the next game um, on the docket here, Miami Heat uh, are road favorites at the Dallas Mavericks. They're minus 125 in the money line, minus one and a half on the spread. I'm taking the Heat minus 125, but... In our back and forth on Twitter, I felt like we were oppo on this one. Have you fired on the Mavericks officially? Uh, it's on my card. I haven't actually sent anything out to clients yet, so you know I, I won't officially tell you that I've played it, but I'm not looking towards the heat, and there's a few reasons for it. Um, I can tell you those, or if you want to start for why you're playing them, whichever one you prefer. Well, I want to hear yours first because it's funny because I, I lost <laughs> a bet just like this a couple years ago and it's just like quintessential NBA regular season gambling and your take is very sharp and it kind of shoots down all my shit, but I, I love my analysis. So what, whatever, what do, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few things here. Uh, Dallas has, has not played well right, late, lately. They're losers six of their last uh, eight. So they're not in very good form. Uh, but they also haven't lost back-to-back games at home, I think, in, since last year or something like that. They're really good at home. That's where you want to support Dallas. You do not want to support them on the road. They're terrible on the road. 
Um, they kind of need a win. They lost to Atlanta last time. They were actually somewhat in control part of that game. Um, but it was it was hard fought between them and Atlanta. They didn't really play their style of game. If you look at their their game, they gave up 130 points, which isn't Dallas's. You know, that's not what Dallas wants to do. They don't want to get into a huge shootout or something. Right. Um, but one of the reasons I don't like Miami here is uh, <clears throat> I follow a lot of the Miami players. I follow a lot of NBA players on different social media. They were out last night for Tyler Hero's uh, birthday party, and they're all drinking and stuff. Me and you know, they're super athletes and all they have to do is sleep all day until they go to the gym and shoot around and all that. But, you know, you're telling me in a one point game, you're on the road, you're in Dallas, you're going to um, face, you know, Luca on national television where he shines the most. I, I have to side with the home team here. It's uh, more of a situational spot. I don't expect Dallas to lose two home games in a row right now. And I think they are able to pull it out. We've seen Miami struggle at times with just getting ready for games. It's like they don't even care until playoffs. They almost are they almost are one of those teams that are just like, yeah, just get us to playoffs. We don't care what seed it is. We'll be fine if we have home field, home court advantage or not. It doesn't matter. So to me, their motivation here just is almost non-existent. Um, so I'm, I'm on Dallas' side. I think they're going to win this game outright. Uh, if you want, you can take the – I think it's one and a half now, but I, I think they win this game. Uh, the total is low for a reason. Both of them are pretty defensive-minded teams. I do think Miami is a better team overall. In fact, I had a preseason bet that said Miami would win more games than Dallas. I'm not a huge Dallas believer or anything. I think their team in general kind of sucks. And I get the Christian Wood is out tonight, but that just means more defense for them instead of some – questionable shots and everything. Uh, it means Luca's going to have to do more too, but I mean, I, there's not much about the heat in this situation that makes me think that they're going to come out and just like really take it to the Mavericks. So why, why are you on them? Well, my counterpoint is to me, this is the eyeball test. I, I, I am, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan, but like, I love as corny as it sounds, the heat culture, like I love yeah. Jimmy Butler, love Eric Spolstra, love, yep. love Adebayo. And I think, like, if you size up their roster, like, Eric Spolstra is a goddamn miracle worker. <laughs> like, they're not, they, sh- they should not have been the one seed last year. They shouldn't be, what, four or five games over 500, given all their injuries. The guy's amazing. They have a top 10 defense, regardless of who's in the lineup. And to me, that I'm 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 up way in that more in this scenario because Dallas's offense is just Luca centric. They all just look at him, right? Like, is there? An, I, granted that they could be hung over, but is there an easier offense to game plan for? I mean, if Luca goes nuts, if he's hitting these step back thirty five footers, well, you're gonna lose. Like, granted, that's kind of how it works. But like, I I don't, I don't know if I would prefer another coach or another defense to defend Luca than. Jimmy Butler and Adebayo. Um and and they are trending up. They're they're really trending in the opposite direction of Dallas. They're fourth in ATS differential and adjusted net rating over the last two weeks. Dallas is down at the bottom of the league. Also, again, Bam and Butler are an elite duo. When they're on the floor, they have a plus nine point three. Um they're plus nine point three and in, in, in points per hundred possessions. 
that that's in the 94th percentile in five-man lineups. I'm not coming up with this myself. I'm getting it from cleaningtheglass.com, obviously. There's a bunch of anti-Mavs trends in this spot, which I think me listing them gets annoying, especially when someone else is on the podcast, <laughs> so I won't do it. But, you know, just okay. take my word for it. Go to teamrankings.com and look if you want. Yeah. Um, and, and, and while Luka Doncic is amazing in prime time. I don't even have a stat or a record to back this up. I think Jimmy Butler is also sick in prime time. I know when he was playing for the Bulls, you're a Chicago guy, maybe you're familiar with this, but like there was a couple years where the Bulls and with Jimmy Butler were just money in prime time. Like absolute money. And <clears throat> yeah, Thursday night games. Yeah. They didn't lose for like years. Right. Um and I you know, I wish the NBA track that shit i know it's different than 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 football right but like i work for the clippers um i was a sales executive i had to be there for every game so like i know that there's actually a different feeling there's different media like you feel a primetime game when it's happening right so like like you have different media obligations. I they're 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 on ESPN, but like if they were on TNT, they'd be talking to Shaq, Charles Barkley. So it's different shit. So timeouts are longer. Everything. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of different stuff that goes into a primetime game. So while Luca is phenomenal in those spots, I, I I do think Jimmy Butler is as well. Unfortunately, I don't have any stats to back that up. But um, this 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 doesn't have to do with handicapping. But I do want to mention that I would uh, if I had to pick any player in the NBA to basically like close out a game for me right now, it'd be Jimmy. Oh, absolutely. At the end of games, the guy is just like, he is the most dominant player. I think in in terms of just taking over and being like, I'm going to, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to score every time. Yeah. He draws legit fouls. He gets these makeable looks in the mid range and he guards your best defense, best offensive player. Yep. Yeah. You don't, you don't really want to be in a game where the Heat are close because you know Jimmy's going to come and take it over yeah. if, if he wants to. Um, but going back to your first angle, the, the Tyler Hero B-Day party, a couple of years ago I, I laid, I don't know how many points on the road with the Houston Rockets versus the Sacramento Kings. And then I went on Instagram and I saw everyone dancing at Dwight Howard's 30th birthday. The Rockets <laughs> got like clubbed by the, by the shit Kings by like yep, 20. And it was just like, oh man. So... When you said they were out partying for Hero's birthday, especially in Dallas, I've been to Dallas a couple of times. Fun city, underrated city. I, I like Dallas a lot, so that that makes me nervous. I, I don't know if they're partying in Dallas. I'm assuming, yeah, I mean, or, or look, if not, it, it was in New Orleans, which is it, way worse actually. It was a dinner, so it oh, wasn't okay. like the pictures were in some sort of club or something. But oh no, they were in the, about, the Rockets. They were all dancing right. and shit. Like it was, they had right. popping bottles. Like oh no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they were like, oh, well, we had a nice 7 o'clock dinner. Let's go home and go to bed because we have a game tomorrow. <laughs> That's wow. just not what uh, you never players know. do. Jimmy Butler apparently gets after it. <laughs> I think when they were <laughs> during the uh, Rio Olympics, like all the brothels oh. declared him like the lover <laughs> of the NBA. Like, Dude. I guess he, he, he gets down. So He yeah. didn't play in the All-Star game because he was hungover. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy, Jim, and if Jimmy's not on, um, I do not like this bet. But I mean, that's gambling. You guys, this is this yeah, is this is, this is the beauty of having David on. 
we get a little yin and yang. We get the counter argument, and you brought in an awesome angle that everyone should know. And if you're fading me, that's probably a good reason why. If you're following me, hey, buyer beware. That's what we're looking at. Next game, um, I'm a huge Knicks fan. I'll be rooting for the Knicks when they visit the Atlanta Hawks. I, I hate Trey Young. Uh, he's questionable to play. Knicks are plus three. Uh, plus 125 in the money line. Mitchell Robinson sideline for a couple weeks. He's the most important player in terms of on-off net rating in the Knicks. He's huge um, for their perim- or for their, their paint defense, rim protection. And the Atlanta Hawks like to operate in the mid-range. I, I really like how the Knicks play against the Hawks in the regular season usually. If, you, if you're being fair, the Knicks pretty much dominate the Hawks in the regular season, but they got clubbed in the playoffs a couple years ago. I can't get on either side of this. Um, I wanted your thoughts on this, whether it be player prop, side total, or or, or just a pass. What, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much. The line is up to three now. It was two and a half. I think that's probably trending towards Young and Bogdanovich playing today. Uh, both were at shoot around, but I don't know if they were just, you know, there shooting, you know, just practice or whatever. Um, but I have to imagine that, like, Trey's going to play. Um, I mean, he's been playing the last ones. He played against Dallas the other day. He played against, you know, uh, Miami. They have – this is a four-game homestand, I think, for them. Um, they got Atlanta – or they got Charlotte tomorrow, excuse me. So, I mean, I don't like playing teams a lot of times with back-to-backs and everything, but at least it's a home-and-home back-to-back. This is a conference, you know – rival of theirs um trey you know plays better in madison square garden for it but they've talked about like the, the last time they lost to the knicks and everything the knicks uh, blew them out in the first half the first game and then atlanta came back in the second half i think this is just kind of one of those close matchups that um you know, you're probably going to have a close game and you're going to sweat it no matter which side you take uh so i'm i'm not on it one way or the other fair enough um all right, let's just move along then. Uh, I think you have some thoughts on the Warriors-Cavaliers game. Everyone, I think most people assumed the Warriors on the second of a back-to-back play in Boston last night on primetime would be sitting starters. Just updated the NBA injury report, and that is confirmed. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay, Th- Clay Thompson, Andrew Wick. Oh, yes, that's the easiest way to put it. Everyone who, yeah. who matters for the Warriors outside of Jordan Poole sitting. Yeah. So, um, you know, follow me on Twitter, future Prez 2024. I tweeted this out probably about second quarter of the game last night. And I was like frantically looking on DraftKings to see what the, um, posted line would be. And I didn't see anything. And then by the time I saw it, it was like, I was like, eh, it might be too late. Um, but basically I said, golden state, no matter what's going to happen in this game, they're going to sit everybody tomorrow because it's just, you know, this is a high intensity game. They don't care that much. Just like I was talking about with the heat, they're fine with being whatever position in the conference. Would they prefer to have home court advantage? I'm sure. But um, yeah, so I, I think the line's gotten a little too high, but I still would only play Cleveland. It's 11 and a half. Now you could have got seven and a half earlier in the day before all that. And sometimes those are those ones that you just got to take your shot and hope. And, I mean, you can always bet the other side and, you know, accept a a small loss. But um, 
I would also men- just mention I don't expect Donovan Mitchell to play today. Cleveland plays tomorrow. And, um, you know, if you don't have anybody if – you're, if you're facing a team with basically – that's basically saying we're going to lose on purpose here and you have Milwaukee tomorrow, I think you're going to save a guy who's, you know, somewhat hurt. So um, I did hear that Mitchell was at shoot-around. Uh, but, again, I think he was just shooting free throws at the time. So I, I don't know that uh, he actually participated in much. Um, even with it, <clears throat> I would still say Cleveland, you, you know, you, you missed out on the best number. If you're going to bet it, I would probably just say avoid it at this point. Um, but I would still only look towards Cleveland. I, I just don't think the Warriors have enough offense, but we've seen crazier things happen in the NBA. Who knows? The Warriors come around and just win the game because Cleveland will be not caring about it whatsoever. So who knows? But yeah, I usually don't act on on these type of line moves after the fact. I try to catch it early, and if I don't, it's just kind of whatever. I miss I miss the opportunity. It, this one was, I, I I don't know if I saw your tweet or we talked. I don't know, but this is kind of obvious. Everyone knew the Warriors were going to sit. Yeah, that was probably baked in the line. Right, it opened at seven, so it opened if, at four and a half actually. Oh, did it really? Okay. Yeah, that and so that's what I meant. So yeah, it opened I, at four and a half four and a half in the fourth quarter of yesterday's game. And then it like instantly got shot up to seven and a half. Mm, okay. And then it was eight this morning and now it's 11 and a half. So. Interesting. Okay. Um, moving along though. Um, what, what other thoughts? I have one more game here on my card, but what other game do you want to touch on? What, what, what looks do you have? What do you, what are you thinking? Uh, I can touch on the nuggets really quick. Um, Nuggets okay. are probably the best first quarter team at home this season. And uh, Pacers are the absolute worst first quarter team anywhere. Home, away, doesn't matter. Uh, line right now, I, I have it at minus three and a half. So that is an official client play that I'm going to be putting out is Nuggets first quarter minus three and a half. Um, There's just some teams that, you know, they come out stronger than others. Denver is on a home stand right now. So they've been shooting at the same basket for a while. I've talked about this before. Um they're playing incredibly well uh, overall. They just lost to the Timberwolves, I think. Or no, they came back and beat the Timberwolves. My fault. The uh, Timberwolves, you know, did Timberwolves things. But I think they come out here and, and they're strong uh, in the first, you know, portion of the game. They hit, they struggled against the Pacers the first time, but that also had Halliburton that was on the road. But in that game, Denver first quarter, 35, Indiana 27. So Denver first quarter minus three and a half is good look for me. That's what uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be taking that. I may take the first half, but I will tell you uh, Pacers in the second quarter are arguably like the best team in the league for whatever reason, they just suck in the first and then they come back in the second. So if you find second quarter bets, I would wait till Halliburton comes back, but that's, that's where you start making some money on them too. All right. I think I'm going to tell you on that pick, the Pacers have a, Minus four point two first quarter point per game differential, or minus first minus four point two first quarter margin on the road, and the Nuggets have a plus five um, first quarter margin at home. I think I'm going to tell you on that. Um, I do not have a lot of respect. That's probably the wrong way to put it, but I don't think much of the Pacers without Halliburton out there. And yeah, I mean. I- wouldn't be surprised to see first half first uh, first quarter first half and full game on this one 
Pacers play tomorrow too. So you're in Denver for one night and then you got to go face Phoenix tomorrow in a game that you probably look at as more of a winnable game um, against the Phoenix team that's just hurting, you know? Yeah. They're free falling right now. Yeah. Okay. That's a six. Uh, for me, it's six o'clock, right? Yes. Yeah. Nine, nine, ten, uh, Nine Eastern Standard Time tip off Nuggets Pacers. Um, all right, that's a that's a David and Jeff play with the uh, the the uh, Nuggets minus three and a half in the first quarter. Uh, moving along here, Nets on Jazz. Uh, this is a stay away from me. I, I've I've lost money on both teams a lot this year. I, I, it's tough for me to figure it out. But do you have anything on this game? Uh, you know, I uh, I initially went. Uh lean towards the jazz. I think seven and a half is getting a little high for them, even with a bad Brooklyn team, but Brooklyn's going to, they're going to win one of these games. Eventually. Um, I thought it was going to be last night and then they wouldn't worry about tonight, but um, if they would have, if they would have won last night, I, I would have uh, taken the jazz today, but I'm not on it. Hmm. Okay. All right, cool. Well, Memphis Grizzlies at the Lakers. Um, the second of the ESPN Primetime doubleheader. Grizzlies favored seven and a half. Over unders two forty three and a half. Ooh, that's a big number. But they both play the high pace. Um, yeah. Do you have anything in this game? I like Grizzlies in the first half of this one as well. Um, you know, it goes a little bit against what I normally like, but Memphis comes out of games so hot, and they like are very aggressive about trying to get um, a big lead in the first half usually. Uh, they just play really well on the uh, in the first half of games, and sometimes not as great in the second half. Um, but it, it is kind of a trend with the team that they play really well in one half and not in the other. So if you looked at the um, Martin Luther King Day game, they really sucked in the first half, and then they blew out the Suns in the second half. I mean, it wasn't even close. They won by 30, and I think at halftime they were down. Um, so it it's stuff like that. Uh, I expect them to kind of come out of this one. They, their last game, um, was a little bit closer than I think they probably would have even wanted. So, um, I, I kind of expect them to just come out here and put a, you know, a, a smackdown on the Lakers and then go from there. So that's, that's it. It's minus four right now. I, I think that's a fair number. I wouldn't play it at much higher than that. Lakers, I will say have been good at home in the first half, but that was also with Anthony Davis. This is the last game for the Lakers before they leave. I'm not sure that they care that much about this game. Hmm. They are low-key, like, in the thick of the playoff race. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on at the bottom of the West. Yeah. So yeah. they could they could make it. And, frankly, if Anthony Davis didn't get injured, they probably would be in the playing seeds. Um, my concern, honestly, is is – is Los Angeles's aggressiveness at getting to the foul line and, and attacking the rim. And on, on paper, um, that doesn't look like it's going to happen because Jaron Jackson is a fucking tank, but he does get into foul trouble. And that kind of goes along with one of the strengths of the Lakers. Um, as, as I don't think it's square cause it's such a high total. So I, I if anything, I kind of looking at the over, um, I'm going to end up passing on this game officially. Um, but yeah, I, I really can't even like get on either side of it. Um, the Grizzlies are just much better at home, but 
they, they're probably going to want to embarrass the Lakers on prime time. That's kind of my feeling. Yeah, you, you do you do want to support the Grizzlies at home and not really on the road, but um, oh man, I this is I guess this would probably be more of a gut thing than anything. Um, so take it or leave it, you know, yeah. listeners. If you if you don't want to play it, don't play it. But uh, my thought is first half at the very least for the Grizzlies. I think they probably cover the whole game. They're just a better team. Lakers are also they're they're missing Reeves, who I don't think is a good basketball player, but they're missing Davis. They're missing. Lonnie Walker. That's three guys that have regular rotation minutes and that cuts down into a lot of things and, and Memphis is fully healthy. They look a lot better. Yeah. That's... Most things point to the, to the Grizzlies here. I don't hate it. It's going to be probably a pretty fun game to be at a uh, sick crowd because John Morant is in town. You know, yeah. LeBron should be playing. So it's going to be a fun game to watch, I think, but I'm gonna I'm just going to officially pass on this one. Final game on the slate, probably the sexiest game of the regular season, the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> at the Sacramento Kings. I wrote it down at plus three and a half. It is now up to plus four and a half. Um, I'm having trouble figuring out why. I was doing some research as you were going, um, as you were handicapping or breaking down the Grizzlies-Lakers matchup. I'm not sure what's going on. I feel like... Sabonis has been he's been questionable. Maybe he yeah. got upgraded. Maybe that's what it is. Um so it went from three and a half to four and a half. But I'm I'm taking the Thunder here. Um I just love how they're trending. Both teams are playing really well right now. Sacramento's five and zero straight up and against the spread. Um and I'm pretty sure OKC's won or covered seven straight games. Um they have the best ATS differential over the last two weeks. Um, Sacramento is actually second, but Sacramento, their last five games, they beat Houston twice, the Lakers, San Antonio, and Orlando. Um, Oklahoma City's had pretty impressive performances. I don't have the list of their, oh, excuse me. They, they won at Chicago. They won at Philadelphia, um, over the last 10 games. Uh, they beat Dallas at home. Um, they beat Boston at home. Remember, they scored 150 in that game. Mm-hmm. And they they lost by one against a Miami team, who, again, I'm high on. Um, this is a really good price point for them. Um, OKC is 5-1 against the number when they're 3-4.5 to four and a half point underdogs. And I think the pricing matters because it, kind of, it, it counts for factors that I may overlook, right? So the, the stuff that maybe I don't see the sports books have baked into their number. And at this yeah. price point, Oklahoma city is profitable. Uh, they're also 12 and four against the number versus teams of the winning record. And I've had a love hate. I've bounced back and forth on De'Aaron Fox a, a bunch of times since he's been in college. He's been awesome this year. That being said, give, give me Shay uh, Gilgis Alexander over, over De'Aaron Fox in this matchup. And I'm sure they, I'm sure they have a bet on that, to be honest with you. Oh, who's going to score more? Yeah. Uh, I I probably should be diversifying my, my gambling portfolio, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm a bore. I'm a boring vanilla ice cream, dude. I'm betting teams <laughs> to win or, <laughs> or over unders. I feel, I feel kind of risky, like a, like a Friday fun Friday play by betting this first quarter. Like I don't even feel that good about it, but I'm taking Denver in the first quarter because a you had a great analysis and b it's like 
same type of vibe as your fucking Friday. Let's go. Let's go with the, the Nuggets. But right. um, yeah, yeah, that might not be a bad look. SGA to score more points than De'Aaron Fox. They both like to get to the line. Uh, SGA has just been phenomenal this year, and he gets to the line at will. So um, I'm going to just take the Thunder. They've been they've been red hot lately, um, and I think Sacramento's winning streak is is misleading, frankly. Um, and it's only four and a half points. I think that's that's the books giving OKC the proper respect. Sacramento, who is even more cursed in Oklahoma City, both franchises have been down in the dumps in the recent years. They've been five-point favorites or larger in the last seven meetings with OKC. And oh. Sacramento is far better this year than any of those previous seven meetings, right? So yeah. and so is OKC. Obviously, you know, hence the the only four and a half point underdogs currently. But I look at that line; and it's kind of like maybe I'm over misreading the tea leaves. But I feel like you know the sports books are trying to trying to get Kings action here. Could be tripping, but I'm I'm doing what what made me money in the NFL, dude. I just like to focus on a few teams and that's just how I, that's how I do it. Like I made money off the, the, the thunder or the, uh, the chargers this year off the dolphins. And I just didn't play other teams last year. I just never bet Houston Rockets and never bet the Orlando magic. I never had a read on those teams. So, you know, I'm going back to the well with the thunder. I'm going back to the well with the heat, whatever. Let's, let's roll. And I, and I bet a lot of over Pelicans games recently. There were Pelicans total. So, just going to stick with what works. Hopefully it continues to work. Um, any other thoughts or betting notes, leans that you have on this on this board or, or on this uh, slate? Sabonis is a shoot-around. He was shoot-around, so that's probably why the line moved. Fair so, enough. Okay. I mean, that, that's got to play into it, I'm sure. I'm guessing he'll, he'll be in there tonight. I do think Sacramento wins, but that doesn't mean Oklahoma City can't cover. Um, Kings are good, though. I mean, they're, they're a good squad. Uh, they have not looked good to come out of some of the – games to start uh sga is getting a ton of attention this year so i do think fox is probably going to be maybe have his a little extra motivation in this one to to show off so i think it'll be interesting to see um they don't have any player props up for the kings right now i was just looking at that um so i couldn't even tell you what his his point total would be at least DraftKings. i haven't i haven't looked everywhere else but um i wonder how many times they played against each other like I looked up in the NBA, um, SGA six and two versus De'Aaron Fox, but like they both went to Kentucky, right? They had to play in so many pickup games together and like practice. I don't think they were even there at the same time, but like all those alums, they all connect, they all hang out. All these AAU teams, like these kids have been playing against yeah, each, other each other since they're like fourteen, fifteen. So I'm, I'm sure both are familiar with each other's games. Um, it's, I think it's going to be low key, sick matchup. If you're, if you're a hoops junkie like me or David, like you might actually be excited about this matchup. I I know I am. Yeah. I I actually like both of these things. I think the Thunder next year are going to make the playoffs. I mean, they'll have, uh, Chet Holgram and they'll have probably somebody else fairly deep in the lottery, I would guess. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but. I do. I like the game. I'm not going to bet anything in it. I don't think, uh, at least not yet. I I do tend to maybe think the Kings in this one, um, but nothing that nothing that I've gotten to the window with, and uh, I I don't know that I will. 
Gotcha. Okay. Um. Well, my 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 final bet slip here. I'm going over two twenty eight and a half in the Pelicans Magic. I'm going to take the Miami Heat money line minus one twenty five. Denver Nuggets minus three and a half in the first quarter over the Indiana Pacers. Heat are playing the Mavericks. And then I'm taking the four and a half points with the Oklahoma City Thunder when they visit the Sacramento Kings. That's my bet slip. Do you have any final thoughts or are we good to go? Uh, just, uh, I guess my, my official bet that I'd give out here is Denver first quarter minus three and a half against Pacers. And then my only leans, I lean towards Dallas and uh, Memphis first half are the other two that I'm kind of considering right now. Yeah, and I know when you hop off the Zoom, you're going to get back in the lab, lock in some bets, yeah. and send them out to clients. So where can people get those uh, those NBA packages that you deal out daily? Yeah, sure. So it's uh, beatinthebookie.com, B-E-A-T-I-N, thebookie.com. Um, you know, he's got, he's got packages for everything, but I just do NBA for him. I do uh, a lot of different sports at OutKick. Um, started NHL on OutKick now, too. Uh, to just try that out but uh, you can always follow me and everything i do and reach out to me talk to me ask me questions if you got anything on twitter um i like the interaction so follow me at future prez prez 2024 all right good stuff uh good stuff david thanks for hopping on best of luck homies and any nba or nfl gambling this weekend uh hopefully me and david's conversation over the last two two days have helped your process that's all that I'm really striving for. I well, no, yeah. I want to give out winners, but I well, also want to yeah. make you guys uh, smarter and just add to the gambling conversation for the most part. Ultimately, they're the ones clicking the button on the uh, on their bet, one way or the other. So yeah, don't just take some random person you have never met on the internet's advice. Yeah, I'm not but, holding the gun to anyone's head. Yeah. Although I really like the Miami Heat tonight. Hero <laughs> hero birthday party aside, we'll, we'll have to do some sort of like sandwich bet or something. <laughs> Yeah, what's the what's the the famous sandwich spot you got by you? Is it Portos or Portillos? Portillos, Portillos, yeah. yeah. What do we at? California sucks for sandwiches. I have nothing to offer for you that you'd be excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I get you a taco truck burrito, but that's gonna suck by Perfect. the time it gets to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, oh, homies, have a good day, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. See ya.